Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Well, happy Easter, everybody. I mean, it's awesome, isn't it, just to be able to gather together and everybody that's here with us. But actually, as full as we feel at this point, we are joining with over, get this, two and a half billion other individuals all throughout the world that are celebrating the same thing, which is Easter, which is the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, just that little piece before of having the gospel shared in multiple languages, that's a powerful reminder that God so loved the world and what he's doing all over it. Now, you may have heard that Christianity is kind of like on the, de- you know, the decline right now, you know, kind of on the downslide. And if you've heard that, I'm thinking that you've probably just been given some misinformation because the truth is this, that Christianity is flourishing all over the world. It is growing. It is growing here in the U.S. as well. And for sure, Jesus is continuing to build his church um, in and through Fox River. And I am so thankful that you are able to be a part of that and that you are here with us together. Now, this Easter of 2022, there's a question that I want to be able to give to you that I hope that you will both ask and then begin by answering yourself. It's not just a question for today, though. It's actually a question that I hope that you take with you in and through the rest of the year. The question is this. So what? I mean, when it comes to Easter, it's like, so what? Now, the question isn't meant to be irreverent. It's not meant to be, you know, like, you know, hey, I just want to be edgy or, you know, kind of get in somebody's face. I think it's just a real question. It's a powerful question. I mean, it's certainly a question that people, it's like under the surface, they're not really asking it, but everybody who's not, you know, you know, celebrating Easter or doing, you know, something like that is because they've just kind of gone like Easter, like, uh, so what? We're going to get together with people, you know, throughout this weekend. And a lot of them, it's like, hey, I did this Easter thing. And they're like, oh, that's, that's good. And inside, inside they're thinking this, so what? And there's just a bunch of us here together. And we kind of got that same, like, eh, so what? That's going on in us as well. We're not against it. It's just kind of like, yeah, but so what? So if you'll help me out just a little bit. I'm just going to put it out there, Easter. And would you respond with your, so what? Let's try it together. Easter. Yeah, so what? How do you answer it? Now, you may not have thought about your answer, but I want you to for a second. How do you answer that question? So what? Now, the Apostle Paul, who'd actually experienced the resurrected Jesus... I mean, he was just like drawn to that question. There's a place in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you have a Bible, you can open that up to 1 Corinthians 15, one of the books of the Bible. Paul wrote that one. You're going to find there his working through that. But one thing about this chapter, and I'd really like you to open it. If you've got a phone, if you can mark 1 Corinthians 15 in there, or at least you know, get the notes a little bit later. I'm going to encourage you in the next 24 hours to go there. 
because the entire chapter is about the resurrection of Jesus. And I think as you read this one, you know, just one passage about the resurrection, I think it's going to stir something in you. I mean, it is going to get your so what engine turning over. One of the things that Paul did is he started out with this. He kind of goes like, you know, um, Easter, now if it didn't happen, eh, so what? And his quick response was this. If Easter didn't happen, if Jesus didn't rise, then, well, hear me, your faith, it's futile. Christianity, basically worthless. And when it comes to hope, I'm sorry, there is no hope. That's so what if no Easter? And then almost on a dime, he turns and he said, but because Jesus is risen from the dead, then he begins to open up this like, it really makes a difference. And that's what I want to frame up for us. I want to try to draw out of us together when we come to Easter of 2022. And when I say Easter 2022, I hope that you're asking what? That you're asking, so What? And I'll tell you a little bit of the so what that I'm kind of processing and coming up with. And you may take some of it if you want. You may have your own that you're going to put to it and add to it that way. Because there's way more than what we can look at. But I got a little bit of so what about then. But there's way more so what about now. And I got a bunch of I'm looking for my so what that is yet to come. Let me take about maybe three minutes and build a little bit of foundation for the first so what of then and just kind of start out with those that are maybe a little bit more on the, you know, if you're more scientifically inclined, if you're kind of, you know, physicist inclined that way. You see, at Easter, Jesus put an exclamation point at the end of the fulfillment of prophecy. Actually, Jesus spiked the ball when it came to this. There are many prophecies, that is, predictions about the coming Messiah. They were promises of God. They were made over hundreds of years. In fact, the astronomical, statistical possibility of somebody fulfilling these prophecies, well, it it would be this. If one person could fulfill 15 of the clearest, unmistakable prophecies of the scriptures, the odds of a person doing that is 1 to 10 to the 80th power. That's a 10 with 80 zeros. You just want something to do now? Start writing zeros, right? And when you, you write for the next couple minutes, 80 zeros that way. Statisticians tell us that if you get something that's one to 10 to the 50th power, it is absolutely an impossibility. If there was an individual that helped me, because some of those numbers just make my head, you know, make my eyeballs roll back in my head. It's kind of like, whoa, that's a big number, but <laughs> so what, right? Um, So there's a physicist. His name is Dr. Peter Stoner. How many would have loved to go to college with a physicist professor called Dr. Stoner? Hey, hey, Dr. Stoner. Like, right? I mean, it's like, that is great. Dr. Stoner said, if you would take the entire state of Wisconsin, the great state of Wisconsin, and if you could cover it with silver dollars. Now he's talking, he's setting up these prophecies here. So this is a silver dollar. In fact, this is a silver dollar when I graduated college. This is a silver dollar of today. I started looking at that and I thought, now that's a picture of a shrinking dollar, isn't it? That's a kind of a depressing thing that, that I digress when I went there. So um, said, so if you take a silver dollar, cover the entire state of Wisconsin eight 
feet deep. He said the odds of one person being able to fulfill, not 15, but eight of the prophecies. One person, eight prophecies to completely fulfill them. He said, here's the odds. It'd be the same as taking a volunteer, blindfolding them, dropping them off in the center of the state, telling them to go as far as they want in any direction. And then when they're ready to reach down and to have found a coin with one X on it that was mixed in with all the others, to be able to reach down and to pick that coin up, that would be the same odds, percentage-wise, as a person being able to fulfill one of eight, or of eight of the prophecies. And Jesus, get this, fulfilled over 100 of them. This is such a big deal that Jesus, the time that he was resurrected, I mean, the day that he was resurrected, first thing he said to his disciples was this, peace, shalom. In other words, I know you guys are freaking out right now. He goes like, it's okay. But the next thing he says to them was this. He said, this is what I told you while I was still with you before I was crucified. Everything must be fulfilled that was written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and the Psalms. And then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. And he told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Now, all of that is the setup. The first, so what? Easter, so what? Would come as we just take up one of the prophecies. And the one I'm just going to you know, take us to is in Isaiah chapter 53. This was a hundred, hundreds of years, several hundred years before Jesus' um, birth. And here, these are the words that were written. The prophecy said that he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds, we are healed goes on all we like sheep have gone astray we've turned everyone to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all now when you look at Jesus he was pierced when the spear was driven up into his heart cavity he was crushed by the weight that was upon him the weight of the sin of the world in fact it literally squeezed the blood from out of his pores and the punishment that brought us peace the wrath of God that was poured about him on the cross, not just the physical, but the spiritual suffering, the paying of hell for us. That's what Jesus was able to do. And all of those things to this end, so that we could be healed. Now the word for healed here is the Hebrew word rapha. Want to say it once with me? Rapha is a cool Hebrew word that way. And it means this, it means to restore to wholeness. Now it could be talking about physical. I mean, sometimes on a few occasions, it means to restore a person physically. We talked earlier, Bill did, about the prayer of healing. If there's something going on in your life that we can pray with you about, um, we definitely want to pray for that restoring of wholeness in you. But that's not the way the word is usually used. The word is usually used, rafa. It talks about the restoring of wholeness of one's relationship with God. When it's been broken, when something has happened to it. And Isaiah is really, really clear about this. Because lest we think, well, he did say, you know, we're kind of like sheep. You know, we kind of stray away from God. You know, we kind of stray spiritually that way, right? 
He said these words. Now here's the trouble. It's that our sins have cut us off from God. In fact, because of sin, God has turned his face. That is, I'm not even going to look at you. It's not talking about like, oops, I made a mistake. Because God is bigger than your mistakes. It's talking about that iniquity, those transgressions. Now, kind of like Adam and Eve. They knew what God wanted them and didn't want them to do. And basically they said, don't care. I'm going to do, we're going to do what we want to do and get what we want to get. Even though you said it's going to make a mess and it made a huge mess and it just broke that relationship. That's what happens in our lives. The times we know what God wants us to do, we know this is wrong and we just, we just move ahead because there's something that we want to do and we think it's going to bring us happiness and so we just chase after it. But Jesus came so that we could have healing. And if you wonder, like, is this, re- I mean, is this really talking about Jesus? One of Jesus' closest disciples, Peter, wrote these words for us so that we would know that's the case. That he, Jesus himself, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. Now get this, Peter said, for by his wounds you have been healed. The first, so what? Easter, so what? The so it is this, Jesus has done what we've needed to do so that we could have a wholeness of relationship with God again. There could be a healing. That's a so what of then. But there's more, because there's also so what of now. And one of my favorite Easter passages, I try to read this every year, try to work it in somehow. It's found in Ephesians, it just says this. I pray that you'll begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe in him. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, the reason that I try and work this in every Easter is because I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help. I don't know what all your stuff is. I don't know what some of your stuff is. I don't know everybody's stuff, but I know this. Every single one of us in here, we get... We have problems in our life. But some people, some of us, we're redlining right now. I mean, we have a struggle with anxiety. We have a struggle with depression that's going on. And medication, it is not even helping us to be able to fix it or deal with it. There's some of us that things are so bad, we have considered ending our lives. There's some of us, we are causing self-hurt. We are inflicting, we are cutting, we are hurting ourselves, trying to be able to deal with and to not lose touch with life. Some of us got relationship stuff that's going on. Some of us got just messes in our lives right now. We have no idea how it's gonna work out and tomorrow doesn't look better than today. The future looks worse. Paul, Rachel, they found themselves there. I'll let them share their story.
it's such a process, you know. It's um, you know the my my journey from you know full blown addiction to where I am right now um, is you know years. I don't believe had I not you know gone through what I went through that I would have ever saw the need for a savior. I would have ever been willing um, to put God in his rightful place. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Yeah, my name is Paul Keel. Uh, I've been coming to Fox River here for three years now. At a young age, I got involved in a lot of things, uh, you know, with friends, um, things like drinking and, you know, started smoking early and my life um, kind of started to revolve around them eventually. Um, you know, it went from being, you know, fun um, to, you know, being a need. Um, you know, as I got older, you know, what I did had more consequences. So the, the change for me um, was when I met my wife, which was, you know, kind of out of the blue. I was actually single for the first time in my life. And, um, you know, God's plans for me were to, to have me meet my wife, Rachel. And, um, and we got married within a couple years and got a house and a dog and a kid 10 months later. Now I had to consider other than me. Um, and at this point, my, you know, the, my addiction had grown and it wasn't, um, it was far from fun, let's put it that way. That was probably the hardest time um, for me. Um, I was faced with debt that I didn't know existed. Um, I was faced with three little kids, one who was an infant, who needed to be taken care of. I had to work. Um, and emotionally, I was doing this by myself and just really dealing with the reality that had been presented um, and how serious it was. Um, he, he almost died and I had to deal with that too. So it was, that was probably when my walk with Christ really started to deepen because I couldn't, I couldn't do it. At the time, ended up, ended up in treatment where, um, you know, you, you, you go to, to physically, um, you know, deal with all of the, all the stuff you gotta deal with. So every day he was gone, I, you know, I'd kind of write about our day and what I was feeling that day. And in some of the letters, I was really loving and, you know, feeling like I could help him and motivate him. And other days, I was just really mad. And it could go from one extreme to the next. Um, but I wrote a letter every single day. Some days I put Bible verses in, some days I did not. Um, if I didn't have God in my life and I didn't trust God that my story would look very different. Just learning to love Paul where he was at and really praying that God would help him on this journey because I, I know God's the only thing that can, can really truly fix us. So Fox River has been instrumental, uh, an instrumental part of, of my, my journey. Um, I was uh, introduced to it through Celebrate Recovery. And you know, through uh, you know involvement in in small group and and teaching kids, and um, you know serving in Second Saturdays, um, you know, gradually, um, you know, 
the things that uh, went on in my mind um, were replaced, you know, with the truth, with God's word. And, um, you know, I got to know who God was and what he wanted from me, you know, what he wanted of me. And um, so, uh, you know, it, it's, it was a process. And, and um, you know, um, I sit here today, um, <laughs> I sit here today, I mean, still almost in disbelief at times that, you know, that I am a child of God. <laughs> God already knows what, what happened and what's going to happen and he's got a plan for it and he's got kind of an instruction manual. So anything you're going through, you can find something in the Bible that will help you get through it and you know, just words that will comfort you and give you advice as to what you should do next and um, pray. Pray with your spouse, pray about your spouse, pray over your children, pray for yourself. You can pray while you're talking all the time. It doesn't have to be, you know, sitting down and serious. And then um, kind of my third thing would just be find people who can support you and um, who know your whole story and will love you anyways. That's really important too. Would you join me in saying thanks to Paul and Rachel for their willingness to open up their lives to us, right? Because these are our stories. This is the stuff that, that we have, right? And they discovered the incredible power of God that was able to help them. Uh, next week, we're going to start a series. We're talking about deep happiness. You know, it's one of the things that all of us long for. Our friends want that as well. And, you know, sometimes we get this, you know, we're at, we get some surface happiness in our lives and we're really glad for it, but it can come and go. But this deep happiness, Jesus said, is something that he wants for each of us to be able to experience in our lives. And he said, and you're probably not going to get there on your own. It's kind of counterintuitive, but it is something that I will show you the way to. So I certainly hope that, um, that you can be back with us as well as if you know, you've got a friend who needs some happiness in their life, like, you know, bring them as well. If you're looking to just kind of explore faith, you're like, I'm not even sure where I'm at with this whole thing. Um, Alpha, you saw that in the, you know, kind of the preview um, today that meets on Tuesday nights. We'd love to have you just kind of pop in there. It's a very safe environment. Come ask questions. Um, that invitation, of course, is open. There's more information on the QR code if you want to use that as well. So we're talking about Easter of 2022, and our question is, what? So what? So what? So what? that Jesus made healing possible for us. So what? There is a power of God to be able to help us right now in our lives, but there's also a so what to come. And I think we kind of, you know, we lean this way right away when we think about Easter. It's kind of like, you know, hey, this is out in front of us. I shared 1 Corinthians 15 is all about the resurrection. The chapter ends with these words. Death has been swallowed in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? It's kind of a taunt there. The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What's to come? This past 18 months, we have done more funerals than we have ever done before. I mean, just this past week, we had three funerals. Personally, in the last week, I've lost two friends. One, 
just like that. Good friend of mine, we lift weights. Um, Augie, you'd recognize Augie from the parking lot, helping out there. Just immediately, um, his life was over. Um, Jim, another friend of mine from the gym, different spelling there, a um, little bit longer illness that he had been going through, and um, his life finally succumbed to that. That's just in the last week. We see this around us, and it's kind of like, if you've got this fear of death that hangs over you, it is really hard to be able to live life out. And though every funeral has deep sorrow that accompanied it, every single one, in each one there was also this hope that was buoying up those that were there. They were Jesus' words. He said this, I am the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in me, they will live even after dying. And the so what of Easter is there is life that is now made possible for each and every one of us. And that's exactly what I want for us. And if you haven't trusted Jesus yet, opened your life up to him, Jesus says, that is why I came and that is where I hope that so what is going to lead you today. And you may wonder like, well, I don't know how to do that. Like, you know, how does a person, you know, receive Jesus? You got to get baptized or do something, you know, like that. And the answer is no. It's a personal interaction with him, a personal opening up. And we can use this prophecy, these words that we read before just to be able to facilitate that for us today. In other words, it's just the personalizing of what Jesus has done. When we say, Jesus, I understand you were pierced for my transgressions. You were crushed for my iniquities. The punishment that brings me peace, Jesus, I understand that was on you. And it's by your wounds that I am Rapha. I am healed. I am brought back to God. And just the acknowledgement, Lord, I need, I need you. And I ask you for your grace and for your healing. And if that's where you're at today, I hope that you will just verbalize that in your heart to Jesus now. Would you join me in this prayer, everybody? Jesus, thank you that you came, you died for us, and that you are risen. That you are the center of so what? And now for those that are here, and you know Jesus, they are so sincere. When they reach out to you right now and say, I understand you were pierced for me, crushed for me, my punishment, Jesus, you took it. And I wanna ask you for that forgiveness. I wanna ask you to be my Lord and Savior today, Easter 2022. Friend, if that's your prayer, to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior today, I'm gonna ask you to acknowledge that just with an upraised hand. Nobody's looking around, our heads are bowed, but to raise your hand saying, guy, today I am trusting Jesus as my savior. I'm asking him for what he can do in restoring that relationship with me. How many would join with these others? Yeah, there's so, so much grace here. Wow, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing, Jesus. And thank you for what you've done for us. We pray this in your name. And everybody in agreement said, amen. amen.
If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast. Thank you.